The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Stephen Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magana, Kramer Sanson in the background, helping us keep this thing afloat. The Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Buffalo Bills 24-20. to And while the outcome of this game is disappointing, Rocky, um, man, I was so impressed with the Chiefs defense today and, you know, Mahomes, I know he he throws the pick on the final drive of the game and, you know, they had uh, they had a chance and, and they had time to try to drive down. And it's just you got a glimpse of what Buffalo invested to beat this team, like everything that Buffalo did this offseason was to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and in a lot of it starts with Von Miller and how just incredible he is. There's a reason he's a future first ballot Hall of Famer. And that pick was caused by the pressure that Von Miller was putting on Patrick Mahomes, which is what he did multiple times today. He was uh, a menace and a problem for Andrew Wiley all throughout the entire game. But I come away from this contest not really being upset that the Chiefs lost. Like, obviously, it's a lot more fun to do these postgame shows when they win, Rocky. But I come away from this game thinking these are the two best teams in the NFL. And and I was still like had my doubts uh, about the chiefs and the pass catchers and the way it was all kind of working together. And then they head into this game with all these injuries in the secondary. And I come out of this game saying, yeah, we just got, uh, we just got the opportunity to watch the two best teams in the NFL go head to head. They played another incredible game and they're going to see each other again in the postseason. You know, I mean, I agree with everything you said, except for it, the Chiefs had the game multiple times. You know, you can't you can't throw interceptions in the red zone if you're Patrick Mahomes. You can't miss field goals if you're Harrison Butker. I mean, the opportunities to win this game were there for the Chiefs. They just didn't capitalize on them. Yeah, they were depleted on defense. Um, I think the defense gave a, a, a very valiant performance based on what they had. Um, I don't come away from this discouraged. Like you said, I think that this was the two best teams in the NFL, and I think they went toe-to-toe. I think you play this game ten times, and they probably split it five and five, you know, over the course of the year. Um, So it's kind of hard, you know, to come away from this dejected, and you've come away a little encouraged because you know that, you know, the Chiefs are right there with the best teams in the NFL yet again, and they're going to be contenders 
yet again. But the problem is, is that you just see these opportunities where they had they had the chance to put the game away, or they had the chance to extend their lead, and they just didn't capitalize on them. And this is something I feel like with Andy Reid teams in general, there's always kind of been a bit of an issue with putting teams away or extending the lead. And this wasn't a situation where he tried to like you know coast in the fourth quarter, but they just didn't capitalize on the opportunities they had. So yeah, I I agree with virtually everything that you said, Rocky, and. There was kind of on that final Bills touchdown drive where they took the lead. I found myself getting a little frustrated with Andy Reid because I was like, and you got to start thinking about taking these timeouts sooner. Like, and it's something with Andy, we talk about it, I feel like every single week where there's never any urgency late in these games with him or, you know, going into halftime where you're like, burn the timeouts, get the ball back, conserve, conserve the clock. What are we doing here? And, it didn't seem like there was enough urgency from the chief sideline to, Hey, let's think about just letting the Bills score and, and giving them the points so we can get back on the field and go make something happen. And I understand the logic is you, you want to stop them and you, you want your defense to come up and make big plays, but at some point you have to concede. We should start thinking about that, 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 that process should start kind of leaking into what we're thinking about doing here. And you know, you would have liked to have seen Mahomes actually have an opportunity on that final drive. And that's just the way that it goes sometimes when we've got this quarterback here in Kansas City who does incredible things on a weekly basis. And the reason that we think the Chiefs are never out of it, I mean, 12 seconds in the first half and they got a field goal to tie it heading into the break. And, you know, there's a reason we think that way here in Kansas City, but it just doesn't always work out that way. And you went up against, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL today, and you went toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, you left some things on the table, but the Bills did too. The Bills didn't play a perfect game offensively by, by any means. And I think this was just a really, really hard-fought football game, and you'd like to see the Chiefs come away with the win. But ultimately, I'm just encouraged by how competitive they were against this team because I do think this Bills team is for real. And we, we got a glimpse of it with Von Miller on that final play of the game, and that's why they brought him in because they were deep at pass rush last year, but they didn't have a guy who could close games out. And Von Miller is the dude that closed games closes games out in the NFL. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that's why inevitably he was the deciding factor on the final play of this game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, Von Miller is an issue. Um, whether or not Von Miller will make it, you know, healthy to the end of the year. I hope he does because I think that football is more fun when Von Miller's playing because he's a great, seems like a great guy and he's a great player. And I like to, you like to beat the best. You don't want to beat the Bills down the road minus Von Miller. You want to go out back out there and beat the Bills with Von Miller. Um, that being said, I think we saw again this week there are situations where Andrew Wiley, he just he got he got beat a few different times really really badly in pretty important situations. And the Chiefs' offensive line is supposed to be their strength, and they, they just can't seem to put together an, an entire game. Um, Andrew Wiley struggled, you know, and they, the, the Chiefs went away from the run a little bit, I felt like. I felt like against the pass rush that Buffalo had, you really kind of had to come out and, and set the tone and, and run the ball well early on. And I felt like they – they struggled to establish the run a little bit, and then they got kind of one-dimensional, and it allowed Buffalo's defenders to kind of tee off on them. Now, that being said, like you said, these are the two best teams in the NFL. 
it's going to be, it's going to come down to the wire every single time these two teams play. I'm not like the sky isn't falling by any means. I don't think that there's another team that plays the Chiefs this close in the NFL. I think these are the two best teams in the NFL. Um, one of these two teams should win the Super Bowl this year. If they don't, there's a problem. So, and the reason why, even in a loss, uh, again, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, fall to the Buffalo Bills, twenty-four to twenty. But it's it was a great game overall, and you know, not as high-scoring uh, shootout kind of contest as many of us thought it would be. But the reason I come away from this thing so encouraged is because of the Chiefs defense and the way this defense played the entire game. Like at some point when you're going up against quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they're just going to do things that there's nothing you can do about. Like we see them do it on a weekly basis. And on that final drive, you see, you know, Josh Allen who has no right to be as mobile as he is for the massive human being that he is hurdles, a chiefs defender. And then the touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, was absolutely absurd. Like there's only two quarterbacks in the NFL that can make that kind of throw. And it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And we got a glimpse of them today. And we're going to see this matchup every single year, as long as these two dudes are playing and they're going to continue to put on shows for us. So I'm thankful that we just get to watch these guys compete on a weekly basis. But I I think the biggest takeaway from this game has to be the chief's defense, because that's the biggest deciding factor in this game where they are at a clear disadvantage coming into this contest, not having Trent McDuffie, who they were hopeful was going to be available this week, not having Rashad Fenton, who has really struggled, but he's still a starting cornerback. And that leaves you with Joshua Williams. And that leaves you with Jalen Watson and Legarius Sneed. And those just aren't the cornerbacks you want to go up against Josh Allen with. And for the most part, they did a fantastic job trying to slow this bill's offense. Like this offense is explosive and they have multiple playmakers all over the field. And for the most part, they did a good job. Joshua Williams got beat for two touchdowns, but I mean, what, what do we want from him? Like, I don't think we can expect much more than we saw from him today. And I think it's so encouraging because this defense is already good. We can legitimately say this Kansas city chiefs defense this season is maybe the most talented unit that Patrick Mahomes has had so far in his career. And they're going to get Willie Gay back, who I think is one of the most important players on their defense. They're going to get Trent McDuffie back. They're going to get Rashad Fenton back and they're going to get healthy. So I don't think we've even seen the best version of this chief's defense yet. And I think that's why you have to be so encouraged about this game, even in a loss. Yeah, I do. I think I agree with you. And I thought, I think, you know, hats off to Spags in this game. He came in with a very depleted secondary and you saw his, his, his strategy early on was the whole bend down break defense. He was playing his his wide receivers off the uh, he's playing his sorry his cornerbacks and off the wide receivers a little bit, and and then just dialing up the blitzes at all the right times. Like his whole game plan was okay, keep everything in front of us, and then selectively blitz Josh Allen and trick him and, and get to the quarterback. And for the most part, it worked relatively well all night long. The problem is is that when you live and die by the blitz. At some point, it's not going to get home and you're going to get beat on a big play like what happened with Josh Williams. When Josh Williams got beat on that long touchdown, he was on man-to-man you know, with Gabe Davis, who is a stud, and that's that's not his fault. It's just the, the blitz didn't get home on that play. you know. And so for the most part, Spags had an awesome, awesome game. But I think with Josh Allen, you saw a little bit of the difference between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' players today. 
Patrick Mahomes is amazing extending the play behind the line of scrimmage, much better than Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is the coolest customer in the world in that pocket. And with his offensive line, he has a lot of reason to be the coolest customer in the world. But because of that, when the blitz does get through, it gets to him. He doesn't do the best job avoiding it. And again, I want to remind you guys, if you're in the comments section, uh, leave your comments from the game, your thoughts on the game, hashtag AP Rapid Reaction Show, and we will try to get to them at the end uh, before we wrap things up and get you guys to the post-game press conferences. But I, I want to stick with the defense here before we really dive into the offensive performance, because I do think the offense did leave some things on the table today, but they're going against a defense, in my mind, the Buffalo Bills, that's legitimately a top three defense in the NFL. Like They're a very, very good, well-rounded defense. And they're missing some guys, too, on that defense that are going to come back later in the year and have an impact for them. But the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been really impressive. And I, the, I think the only thing you can really gripe about at this point in the season is that they're not forcing turnovers. And you really, you really like to see them do that more. Like we need more turnovers. You need more defensive plays like that. But for the most part, they've stepped up and performed the way that you need them to. And, and the way that we've been kind of chasing this kind of defense for a long time. And there's still some questions about the pass rush, but we think the secondary is going to get better. Like, we know the linebackers are going to get better, and I think the pass rush can get better when you talk about a guy like George Karloftis who's still developing and still improving on a weekly basis. Like This defense can be really, really good, and you know, holding the Buffalo Bills to 24 points even at home, Like I, I think in, in most cases, Spags is going to take that, and he was really in his bag today. Like I, I thought Spags called a fantastic game plan for the most part, and you mentioned it. You're going to live and die by the blitz when you're when you're playing quarterbacks of this caliber in the NFL. That's going to burn you sometimes. But the reason Josh Allen was struggling in the first half was because of those blitzes by Spags, because he was generating pressure on a quarterback that traditionally he starts to make mistakes when you put a lot of pressure on him. And so I understand that part of the game plan. And also, we got to talk about Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton was absolutely excellent in this game. Like Nick Bolton is is an ascending superstar linebacker in my opinion like i've seen enough of him i understand he's never going to be that coverage guy but nick bolton is incredible around the line of scrimmage and he made multiple key plays for this defense today i was incredibly impressed with his performance i mean that's one of my main takeaways from this game is that not just nick bolton the chiefs have elite linebackers on the whole but nick bolton especially he might be the best tackler in the entire nfl i think that he's a future all pro, um, you know, type of linebacker, one of those perennial guys, you know, like a Bobby Wagner, something like that, you know, who are really, and, and the thing that that kind of just goes a little bit unnoticed about this with this, with this game today and the, and the quality that defense played and the game that Nick Bolton played, he's, he's got the green dot, man. He's the one out there getting everybody lined up. He's the one relaying the plays from the sidelines. You know, he's the captain of that defense and, since he took over that that role this year, he's I mean, I think he's done a phenomenal job. I can't say enough about the player that Nick Bolton is. I think that he was a steal, you know, in the second round. This guy, this guy, the sky's the limit for Nick Bolton. And then Darius Harris coming out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. I think that at this point, when Gay comes back, your three linebackers have to be Gay, Bolton, and Harris. Like you can't take Harris off the field. He's got to get the bulk of the snaps. He's just too electric. He's too good in the run game. He's too athletic. He can go 
sideline to sideline. Um, I think that he's played his he's played his way into retaining a starting job. I I couldn't agree with you more on Darius Harris. He's been he, he's a guy who you know stepped into this opportunity and a difficult situation in this defense. And you have noticed Darius Harris every single week that he's filled in for Willie Gay. Like he has made plays every single week and he's a fantastic run stuffer too. So you talk about Nick Bolton and Darius Harris around the line of scrimmage. And then you have your sideline to sideline coverage linebacker and Willie Gay, who is exceptional at that. Like that linebacker group is all of a sudden really, really good and really exciting. Once Willie Gay is available next week for the Kansas City chiefs defense, like, these guys have done everything that they've been asked to do. And with a lot of injuries and significant injuries that should impact you in in a lot of ways on that side of the ball. So, I mean, there, there was really only two drives in this game, Rocky, where two drives were the difference in this game, the 99 yard touchdown drive right before the half from the bills. And then that final go ahead touchdown drive. There was really only two drives where Josh Allen just said, screw this and pulled a Patrick Mahomes and said, I'm just going to go out here and do things that there's nothing you can do about. And and that's what he did. And you just see that in the NFL when you're talking about guys, the caliber of these two quarterbacks. So I really don't think that you can be uh, upset with much of what you saw from this defense today. I I thought that they played fantastic given the circumstance and getting into the offense now, like, they did leave some things on the table, um, you know, when they had to settle for that field goal and give the ball back to Buffalo. I was like, I don't like that. Um, that that feels pretty crucial. That feels like a game deciding kind of drive. And it, and it inevitably was they just couldn't down the stretch. Von Miller was just working Andrew Wiley and. I don't think the chiefs are going to be in play to, you know, make a move along the offensive line at the trade deadline or anything like that. I feel like if they're going to do something like that, it might be for another pass rusher, like a veteran guy who wants more snaps or something on on a winning team, not necessarily an offensive lineman, but it it is starting to feel like Andrew Wiley is a little bit of a problem. And we knew that was probably going to be the case going against a defensive front. That's as loaded as these Buffalo bills are. Yeah, I mean, the issue, though, is down the stretch, you get in the playoffs, you're going to be playing nothing but defenses like this. Um, so if he's going to be a problem now, he's going to be a problem at the end of the season. And so you either either have to make a move or you got to hope that Lucas Nien comes back healthy. Um, I love Andrew Wiley. I think he's a gutty player, and I think that he's a gamer, and he gives everything he has. But he's not a starting right tackle in the NFL. I mean, that's just a that's just a fact of the matter. And I think that we have enough tape now that we can definitively say the Chiefs need to change something over there because even in our own division, like the pass rushers are, are too good. They're too good to leave Andrew Wiley out there every single every single drive. Um, it puts Patrick Mahomes in a, in a bad position, you know? I mean, because you got, you got a guy coming right in his face, you know? He sees that pressure coming at him every single snap. You know, he doesn't ever know if Andrew Wiley's going to hold up or not. And I think you see that with him pulling the ball down and trying to extend the play a little bit too much sometimes or, or getting out of the pocket a little bit too much. And so, yeah, I mean, not to harp on Andrew Wiley too much, but, I mean, there was definitely opportunities left in the field. We say all the time against the Chiefs, like, you got to score touchdowns against the Chiefs. You can't you can't settle for three against the Chiefs. you gotta, you got you to gotta finish with seven. The same thing goes tr- is true for the Buffalo Bills. You, you, you can't settle for three. You got to score touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills, or you're not going to stand a chance. 
and the Chiefs nearly did enough in this game, but nearly was not close, was not good enough, and they just came up short. Yeah, and, you know, as far as Patrick Mahomes goes, like, Mahomes was just regularly today making just unbelievable plays. Like, just, you you mentioned it. There was some times where he probably held on to the ball too long and, you know, ate some sacks, but this is one of the best defensive fronts in football. I mean, this defensive line goes seven guys deep like that that can put pressure on you on any given down in the regular season and in the postseason so that's just what you have to do but Patrick Mahomes did multiple times make unbelievable throws like throws that only a player the caliber of himself can make and he wanted this one the Kansas City Chiefs clearly wanted this one but ultimately the Buffalo Bills were just a little bit better today and and we have to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster who finally had his big Kansas city chiefs game. I feel like we've been chasing a Juju Smith Schuster anytime touchdown for weeks now. And he finally found the end zone. And this was another play that you can see right now. If you're uh, viewing us on the Twitter feed, Mahomes extends the play pump fake pump fake and keeps the play alive to find Juju who then breaks the tackle and, and breaks off the long touchdown run. It was a lot of plays like that today from Mahomes where he had to keep the play alive, keep the play alive, keep the play alive, and then make a ridiculous throw. And it's it's fantastic to see Patrick Mahomes make those kind of plays, but it was also nice to see Juju finally have that breakout game because this is a full-blown six weeks into the season, full-blown wide receiver by committee approach by the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was nice to finally see Juju have a big game. Yeah, I mean, Juju is the de facto number one wide receiver right now. And he's not your traditional number one wide receiver. But, you know, he what he does bring to the table is that he's that chain mover and he's a tough guy. Like, he's a tough son of a gun. And he's hard to bring down. He's a thick-bodied guy. He's not easy to tackle. And he's going to tra- He's gonna play through to the end of the play. And he's going to break as many tackles as he can along the way. Um, I thought that Juju's been building up to this for the last couple of weeks. We've seen – some pretty big plays out of Juju uh, sporadically over the last three weeks or so. Um, but today was the day where he really was able to just really break loose, really, you know, one or two really big plays that, that, that accounted for most of his yards. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of the, the game we've been waiting to see out of Juju. And if we can get this kind of performance out of Juju Smith-Schuster each week, then, then the Chiefs are going to be – in, in, a, in a decent position as far as their wide receivers go. I mean, they still kind of like that big play threat a little bit. Like Juju's not going to be able to make break three tackles and score a touchdown every single week. They need it. They still need that big, that big, that big, that big play threat guy. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, the wide receivers look good today. MVS even looked good. He had that one touchdown that got called back because they called it an encroachment instead of uh, instead of you know offsides, which. We'll leave that for another day because that should have been a touchdown, but that's beside the point. And I want to talk about McCole Hardman because McCole Hardman had another nice game today. Now he did have a play where he got held and they, they threw the flag. So it was ultimately a first down for the chiefs, but he also got held and then gave up on the route, which is something we see a little too often from McCole Hardman. Um, But it does seem like, they've fixed some of the things from some of the kinks that have always kind of plagued McCole Hardman's game. It seems like the chiefs have fixed some of those things. So we're starting to see him get more involved in the offense. And then 
he had a, a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes today that was, again, uh, another play where Mahomes just keeps it alive, keeps it alive, keeps it alive, and then just fires a ridiculous laser to McCole Hardman in the end zone for a touchdown. It's he, he's had he had a nice game. Uh, MVS was kind of quiet today and he had a bad drop early in the game. Travis Kelsey is just elite of the elite, like overall against this defense, against this secondary, against this pass rush. I think you just have to be pretty happy with the overall performance from this group of pass catchers coming into this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, they look good today. I mean, you know, Sky Moore even got involved a little bit. He had a Mahomes threw a dime to Sky Moore. You know, that was that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, in general, th- yeah, I mean, these guys did enough today. They got open. They caught the pass when they came their way. You didn't see any egregious drops. Um, McCole Hardman does he looks better this year than he has ever looked before. He looks more like an actual wide receiver instead of just kind of a a toolsy weapon type of guy that you have to scheme into the game. He's, he's actually, you know, going out, getting open and making plays. Um, and so, you know, yeah, hats off to the wide receivers. They did enough. I think, I think at the end of the day, like nobody on the chiefs team played a bad game. They just came up short today. Like that's the weird thing is that you, you can point to the two throws by Mahomes that were probably bad throws on his interceptions. Um, you can point to, you know, Joshua Williams giving up a couple touchdowns, but those are just like isolated events on the whole. The Chiefs didn't play bad football today. They they just played a really good team and they came up short. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I don't think you should be too upset with this Chiefs loss. Uh, I think that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football, and the Chiefs went toe-to-toe with them for four quarters today. So I think that these are the two best teams in football. And I know the Sunday night game tonight, the Philadelphia Eagles' last undefeated team in the NFL, look like they're trying to play themselves in the conversation. But I think right now the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs are the class of the NFL, and that's what we saw on display today. Um uh, quick side note from Andy Reid. Andy Reid does confirm at the post-game press conference that the Chiefs did not suffer any significant injuries coming out of this football game. So that's always good news. Um, we did see Jalen Watson exit the game late, and he wound up coming back in on the next play. So that's a little concerning for a, a banged-up secondary. And Justin Reid left the game early on uh, with uh, with some kind of ankle issue that he had to go get taped up on the sideline, but it appears that he's okay coming out of this game. So. Chiefs are healthy, and another player they finally had back today was kicker Harrison Butker, who we haven't really talked about this. I think I mentioned it for a quick second. I mean, 12 seconds, you give up a 99-yard touchdown drive to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as they take the lead, and you think, okay, we're going to head into halftime. Well, the Chiefs have 12 seconds. They have two fantastically executed plays to get themselves into field goal range, a 62 yard field goal by kicker Harrison Butker uh, with one second left on the clock just before half to tie the game. It was an incredible sequence. It was a little bit of a flashback to last year's playoff game. Butker did miss a field goal later in the game that wound up being a little costly, but coming back from injury, it's just good to see him drill that field goal at the end of the half and know that they've got their kicker back and he's going to be healthy, hopefully for the rest of the season. Uh, undoubtedly um it's 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 good to have him back you saw you see the difference between him and you know a replacement kicker you know right out the back with that 62 yard bomb r.i.p matt wright's record though i mean poor guy you know he comes in admirably sets the chiefs record and it lasts for all of a week before harrison bucker comes back (laughs) and breaks it by three yards you know that's a 
that's a little brutal for the poor guy. But, you know, I think that we see this with Bucker, though. Also, he had a missed field goal today that he should have made. You know, he'll make these 62-yarders, and then he misses the shorter ones, or he'll miss a, a, a point after attempt. You know, like like the Chiefs have two of the most talented kickers in the NFL, you know, in Tommy Townsend and Harrison Bucker. You just got to get that consistency out of Bucker week in and week out where where we have those extra three points, you know. I mean, maybe maybe the game ends up differently if he makes that, that field goal that he missed. You know, Mahomes isn't thinking that he has to score a touchdown to win the game, but he just has to get into field goal range for Bucker, you know, to win. And so, you know, those three points are important, you know, and you can't leave them on the field. And we've seen that Andy, if he doesn't trust his kicker, coaches the game differently and not in a good way. Um, so I'm glad to have Bucker back. I would just like to see a little bit more consistency from him. Now, that being said, I got to be easier on the guy. He's been out since week one, yeah. comes in, and I'm expecting him to be in midseason form, you know, so that's a little unfair on my part. But at the same time, it's what your team needed from you today. But I do want to mention Tommy Townsend is the best punter in the NFL. Like, <laughs> there's not another punter really good. that's just dropping dimes inside the 20 and back like there was multiple times that the chiefs were backed up and you expected the bills to have good field position and tommy townsend just flipped the field with his leg um like he is like like he was a little inconsistent last year but for all of that he has been nails all year long this year i mean i i don't i can't think of another punter that that is as big of a weapon right now in the nfl than tommy townsend I believe we did see McCole Hardman actually return a punt kind of later in, in the game. I, I'd be curious, and we'll probably find out later in the week when we hear from special teams coordinator Dave Tobe if that was a McColl's kind of stepping into the Tyreek role, like late game situation. You need a play, so you put him back there over Sky Moore, or if you know they're kind of you know, Sky hasn't necessarily been like a game-changing punt returner, and maybe we could do better back there with McCole Hardman. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, at arrowheadpride.com this week as we look to get some answers after this Chiefs loss to the Buffalo Bills. Um, if you're listening on the podcast page, as always, make sure that you stick around after the show. We, we've got the post-game press conferences for you. We'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, whoever else is available to us. But let's get to some of the audience reaction from the Chiefs' 24-20 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Again, hashtag AP rapid reaction if you want to sneak a couple in before we wrap things up here. Uh, do you think that we will keep Juju Smith-Schuster and MBS next season? Uh, well, MBS is still under contract next season. I believe Juju's on a one-year deal, so he is likely not going to return next season. I would think that it. I'd kind of be shocked if they kept both of them. I, I don't think there's a chance that both of them are back. Maybe MBS is still back because he's on a two-year deal, but I think it's kind of a funny money contract where they can get out of it pretty easily before next season. Um you know, I, I think they intentionally sign those short-term deals with these wide receivers because they're not going to be a, a major part of the Chiefs' plan moving forward. So I'd be pretty surprised if they bring them both back. I, I would say one, maybe, definitely not both of them. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I think, honestly, I think because MVS is already technically still under contract, they're going to keep him under contract. I think MVS is back. I honestly, I, I, I think Juju's going back to Pittsburgh. Um, I think he just didn't want to play with a rookie quarterback this year, and he wanted to let the quarterback get a year under his belt and might as well go ch go chase a ring with Patrick Mahomes for a year while you're waiting in this interim year. Um, I think that 
part of the reason why he only signed a one-year deal. Um, I think it was a win-win. Chiefs wanted him on a one-year deal. He only wanted to be on a one-year deal. I think next year you're going to go you know, into the season with Sky Moore and MVS as your one-two wide receivers. I don't think McColl's going to be back, and I think they'll probably bring back Watson. And those are going to be your three wide receivers, and then they'll probably add somebody in the draft and then sign another journeyman, you know, type of wide receiver, you know, in free agency, like a Russell Gage or something like that, you know. Um, but I, I don't see Juju coming back after this year unless, unless he balls out this second half of the season and they can't, and they, and they can't afford not to throw money at him. Yeah, and we'll see. And, and maybe Justin Ross is somebody that maybe they can develop into something. We'll see. He's obviously not going to play for them this year, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on as we head into next season. Uh, this is from Pete. Rookies are getting a lot of really good reps when it's going to matter in the year. Where is Lucas Niang? Defensive linemen are drooling when they see Wiley lined up against him. So that is interesting. That could possibly be your answer at right tackle. If Lucas Niang ever comes back and is healthy, I would say that I'm not super hopeful for Lucas Niang because the chiefs have been very silent about his injury problems and his, and kind of his, um, his rehab and like where he's at, like there just hasn't been a lot of noise around him. And that generally means that the chiefs just don't have very high expectations for him this season. And, you know, Lucas Yang was a guy that we were hopeful to, you know, actually develop into potentially like a, a future cornerstone tackle or something like that. But when he's gotten opportunities, he's really struggled. So even if he comes back healthy at some point this season, I think Andrew Wiley would have to be really, really struggling for the Chiefs to say, okay, we're going to give Lucas Niang a shot here. Yeah, um, I think the fact also that they invested a draft pick in Darian Kennard meant that they didn't feel good about Lucas Niang's availability, not just this year, but maybe like his his sustainability moving forward. Um, I like Lucas Niang. I think he's better than Andrew Wiley. I think he's serviceable, Um, but he's had some – he's had two straight pretty serious injuries and he's not a small dude. I mean, at his size, you have the type of injuries that he's been suffering. Um, there's going to be some deterioration of, of ability at some point, you know, even though he's a young guy. Um, so I think the chiefs are, are waiting and see, to wait and see how he comes back, but I don't think that they're banking on him by any means. Yeah. I, I'd be really shocked if they were hoping that Lucas Niang was going to be their late season answer at, at right tackle. I, I just don't necessarily see it happening, but we'll see. I do hope that he gets healthy and gets on the field for them sometime here in the near future. Uh, from Greg, CH had another meh game. Pacheco should have got more carries. Yeah, I mean... I would like to see Isaiah Pacheco carve out more of a role for himself. I just don't know. And, you know, this could obviously change the same way we think that Sky Moore could wind up carving out a bigger role for himself at some point in the season. I just think this is the Chiefs running back rotation. Like, this is how it's going to be all season long. And, you know, Clyde had some nice runs today. He also had some bad runs. And Jarek McKinnon had, you know, a couple couple nice uh catches and you know extended some plays and they used him in short yardage again i don't know why the hell they're still doing that but then isaiah pacheco looks like he might be the best like hard runner we still haven't seen like gotten a full glimpse of his explosion necessarily but i would definitely like to see him get more work 
I just don't think there's any chance that he's overtaking Clyde this season. I, I just don't think that it's in the Chiefs game plan. No, and I've probably been harder on Clyde in his time at Kansas City than almost anybody at Arrowhead Pride. I'm not a huge Clyde believer, um, but I'll say this. Every single time I count Clyde out this year, he comes back and has a good game and has some has some really good runs. And so this game he was mad. I bet you next week he's going to break off three rushes for 75 yards or something stupid like that and then make us question it again. As far as Pacheco goes, I'm a big Pacheco fan. You can see how hard he runs, but I'll, but I'll say this. You got you to kind of qualify it a little bit. He's such a hard runner, but we don't see those explosive plays out of him you know, necessarily. And we see, we see good plays. We don't see those huge plays. And so there's a piece there that's missing. I don't know what that piece is. I can't put my hand on it. Is he too impatient? I don't think so. I think he's gotten more patient. I think he's waiting for his blocks to develop. Maybe it's just a number of reps. I don't know, but there's still a small piece. That's just not quite there yet with him. That that kind of fully unlock him, you know, before he's effective. I do think that Isaiah Pacheco has shown some problems with his vision so far and the early opportunities that he's gotten, like, you know, the best running backs in the NFL, they find the space and break off those long runs where it seems like sometimes he's not necessarily looking for the space. He's kind of looking for the contact. And that's why we haven't seen like, you know, a 40 yard Isaiah Pacheco run, but we've seen a handful of, you know, 10 to 15 yard runs so far this season. But you know, with his speed and athleticism, you would assume that dude's got a 50-yard touchdown in him. I think he's just got to work on some of his vision. I think that's something you can develop a little bit more as we move into the season. I just, uh, again, I, I still, I, I just don't think that he's going to carve out a big enough role here as a rookie in this Chiefs offense to be somebody that we can depend on on a weekly basis. Uh, final thing, why is Spags leaving people on an island to defend a top three wide receiver in the game? Have to get better at run blocking. We've been good. We've been good for a game. Pass blocking has to be better. Um, I'm just going to address the spags part of this. I get it. I understand it. Uh, Joshua Williams being one-on-one with Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis when the bills are driving at crucial moments of the game seems like a bad idea. And then last week it was Devonte Adams and Jalen Watson and Brian cook trying to bracket the best wide receiver in football at a crucial moment in the game. And those are just the things I think you have to live with, with spags. And I thought for the most part, at least in the first half, I thought spags was excellent outside of that 99 yard drive uh, at the end of the half. I, I thought that spags was totally dialing things up. I think that spags has had some brilliant moments this season. And then he's had some spags moments where you're like, why are you zero blitzing right there? Like just, just, just play to stop them from converting. Like we didn't need the big time blitz right there, but that's always who Spags has been. That's something that we just have to live with because when it works, it works really well. And when you get burned by it, you get burned by it for a long touchdown. Usually. I think the Island thing it's, I mean, I, I bash my head against the wall for parts of Chiefs games when, when Spags leaves, these, you know, seventh rounders out on the island against a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Um, but you know what? Spags never, you know, Spags has done that his entire career. The, the issue is, is that, you know, Spags does like to blitz. But the reason why he likes to blitz, I think, right now with this Chiefs team is that we're not getting home with four rushers. If we could get home with four, in order to not have to play man coverage against a guy on the outside, 
then your then your your four down linemen have to create pass rush consistently against the quarterback. If the quarterback can just sit there all day long and just scan the field, it doesn't matter how many people you drop into coverage. At some point, the coverage is going to fail, and he's going to get a he's going to get a completion, and they're going to move the ball easily. They're going to pick you apart. Um, and so, I think the Chiefs' pass rush has not been good enough. Chris Jones has been amazing, but on the edge, the edge rushers. What edge rusher is consistently? created pressure you know carlos dunlap's had a couple highlight plays you know frank clark got held a few times today but outside of that like the numbers haven't been there from the edge rushers you know to to give specs confidence that he can double team a guy or drop back into zone or something like that yeah and i think it's a great point by you rocky it's you know we saw last week how much better that Raiders secondary looked when Chandler Jones and Max Crosby were winning on virtually every single rep against the chiefs offensive line in the first half of that game. And they do need to do something about that. That's why I think it's more likely if there's a veteran edge rusher available at the trade deadline, kind of like Melvin Ingram was last year, they could be in play for that. Cause Carlos Dunlap is fine. He's shown some moments and he's a good you know, veteran rotational guy who can get some pressure and make a play for you here and there. George Karloftis is still developing. He's still figuring out how to be an NFL edge rusher. And, you know, I I think really we should all be thrilled with the returns from George Karloftis so far. Like he's looked like he's going to be a good player for them. We'll we'll see. I'm I'm not ready to establish a ceiling for George Karloftis as a player, but yeah, the edge pressure is going to be a problem for them. They had Mike Dana back this game, but it was an issue coming into the season and it was something we were, we were well aware of because I don't have any faith in Frank Clark at this point. So we'll see how it goes, but the edge pressure can be a huge help to the secondary. And so when those guys aren't winning up front, then your secondary gets exposed. And that's a huge part of Spag's defense. So I think it's a great point by you, Rocky, but again, chiefs lose, unfortunately 24 to 20 to the Buffalo bills. Uh, they improve to four and two on the season, or I guess fall to four and two on the season, and take on the San Francisco 49ers next week. Which the Niners, uh, I'm looking forward to breaking down that game with you guys at Arrowhead Pride because that team has a lot of injuries and they suffered a pretty terrible loss today themselves to the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the 49ers next week. But uh, I think all signs are pointing to a big game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Please make sure you follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Magani. You can follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. I'm Stephen Serta. That's where you can find me. Again, stick around after the show for all of the post-game press conference. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year 
at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. After the Chiefs' 24-20 loss to the Buffalo Bills, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, and linebacker Nick Bolton. Here's head coach Andy Reid. It will we'll, uh, benefit us down the road. Um, Jalen Watson, again, is continuing to, to grow back there. So, uh, like I said, the, the young guys are... Um, doing some good things. And then it was good to get Bucker back. Juju, I thought, had a nice day. Um, Kels had a nice day. And then our defensive line with Frank and Chris and Carlos and, you know, the crew there, I thought they um, they did some nice things uh, throughout. And, I, you know, I mean, I can keep going on. When you have a game like this, it's right there. I mean, it's uh, two good teams playing each other, and the smallest of things can, can get you um, – get you off course and the other team can, can uh, you know, can beat you. So we, we've got to clean up a few things. We'll do that and then we'll get right back on it and get ready for uh, the 49ers. With that time, yours. I don't know. What, I don't know what he said. Yeah, I don't know what he said. But it was something, I guess. Yeah. Coach, you mentioned uh, Joshua Williams. He got beat a couple of times, but he kept battling. How important is that for a young guy to be able to bounce back and just finish the game? Yeah, I mean, that's what I take out of this. I, I take, uh, you know, we had some mix of bruises, and, and guys stepped up like that, um, and he kept coming after it, and uh, he'll be better off for that down the road, and we'll be better off for it down the road. Coach, the, the final drive, what did you see? Yeah, listen, I mean, he was trying to make, make something happen, and Seven did a nice job of cutting it. And, and um, you know, but he was, he was trying, to, trying to make something happen, and normally, normally it does. That one, you know, the guy did a nice, he made a nice play on it. Well, there's a chance. I mean, you never know how the how things go in this league, but um, you know, if we if we keep playing well and they play well, I'm, I'm sure they'll come back around. But um, we got to make sure we take care of our business and clean up a few things, and you know, make sure that we have an opportunity to continue to win games. Yeah, well, it's two good teams playing, so the, the speed of the game is faster, and uh, the guys are competitive. They know each other, and, I mean, it was a great battle. You, you love these games. You just don't love to be sitting on this end of it, and, uh, but you love the competition and uh, the, you know, the, the way guys get after it. You, you get a chance to see two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and, and they put on a, a display of good football, so. Uh, Juju's strong, and he, he's getting more familiar with the offense every week. Um, again, that'll help us as, as we go forward. Um, but you, you got to see it, the, the strength and the speed combination, and I was happy for him on it. Coach, can you talk about Harrison Butler? Um, 
Yeah, amazing. He's an amazing kicker. So he he uh, it was good to have him back out there. We appreciate what the other guys did for us, but you know Harris was one of the best in the National Football League. So um, yeah, it was good to have him back. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't ask him, but uh, I, he came back and got another one. So you know, just, what is more? What does Nick Bolton bring to your defense? Yeah, well, you saw all the tackles. That that uh, and the, the leadership part. Um, he's really upped his game there. He's got a full understanding of what Spags is trying to get done defensively. Uh, but the best thing that Nick does is he he tackles and and uh, does it as well as anybody in the National Football League. And uh, you need that at that position. You need that. All right. Okay. okay. Good. Yeah, I mean, when you lose a game, especially at home, it's never a good feeling. Um, that was a great football team. I thought we played some good football. We just made too many mistakes at the end of the day. And when you play, when you make mistakes against another great football team, uh, you lose football games. And so uh, it'll be good to learn from. But at, right now, I mean, it stinks for sure. Yeah, they um, they were in like a shell type defense, obviously. Um, I, I looked originally to the – we had a corner route, and he had dropped back, and I kind of wanted to reset. I think you, you could see I wanted to reset and throw it to him fast, and, and uh, Milano was in the way. And then by the time I reset and threw it to him again, Seven made a great play and got back in there. So, uh, he, I mean, that's a good defense. That's a good player. Um, you're at the end of the game. You're trying to press the issue and trying to get, get some completions because you got to score a touchdown. Um, but uh, he made a good play when it counted. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, every time I get the ball, no matter what the situation is, I expect to find a way to win. Um, that's what this whole offense, this team expects. Um, and so uh, you get the ball with a minute left and two timeouts. I mean, you, you're you're trying to find ways to get chunk plays. And if I can just barely maybe hit McColl on that first one and get that chunk play, then it might be different. So uh, you always I always expect to win until the, you, there's literally no time. Um, so anytime you lose, uh, it definitely hurts. No, I thought they did a good job of just kind of getting – there were some that Vaughn obviously made plays. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for a reason, so he's going to make plays here and there. Um, but then there were some that they, they played good coverage and were in the right spots at the right time. So uh, it's about me finding the way to get the ball in my hands, finding outlet throws and stuff like that. Um, but I think for, for the most part, I thought the offense line did a good job. It was just a, a couple plays, and, I mean, they have a good defense, and they're going to make some plays throughout the game. Um, I mean, I think you just want to win uh, just because you're a competitor and you know that you're playing the best of the best and uh, you feel like you're the best of the best. So you want to win those games. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. I think that's what you got to have to reiterate to guys in the locker room. It's one game in the regular season um, that that you wanted to win. You felt like you could win and you didn't. So how are you going to respond? Because we, we play a great team next week. No, no, I mean not necessarily. I mean, I want to, I want to win against the best, um, and he's he, he's put himself up there. So uh, definitely, you want to win against the best and play against the best football teams. Um, but uh, when you lose, at least you're losing to the best. So, so you have 
two great quarterbacks, two great teams. You have two great coaches going at it. Um, that's what you want. And um, we lost this time, um, but hopefully we can battle back and have another chance when we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he made a couple of great plays. I mean, he's battled to, to kind of continue to evolve in this offense and learn more and more. Um, but, I, I mean, I've kind of said it. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense because the way he's able to catch the ball and run tough um, through traffic. So um, he had a great game today. I'm sure he'll keep getting more and more involved. And like I've, I mean, I've said all year, it's going to be a different guy every game, and it's been that way this season. What did you see on the pick in the end zone, just trying to throw it up to let your receiver make a play? Yeah, I mean, I, I I put it. I was trying to put it in that one spot that the receiver could get it, and no one else could get it. Um, and the kind of that high point in the back corner of the end zone, and we got our hands on it. Um, but they made a they made a great play, and that's like I said, we can't make those mistakes because if you look at it, I mean, that's three points, and then end of the game, we're going for a field goal instead of a touchdown. So uh, I, I always believe in my guys and try to make those throws and give them a chance. Um, but their guy made a play uh, in a in a big point in the game. I mean, you can definitely you can definitely see it because you know they're going to be a team that's in the playoffs or competing for the playoffs, obviously. Um, but you can't look ahead, and I think that's the biggest thing to me. And I think I learned that last year in the AFC Championship game is sometimes if you if you start looking ahead, that's when you get kind of you kind of get beat. And we we don't want to look ahead. We have a great football team we're playing, and we're going to the bye, and then we we're going to have a schedule of a lot of division opponents coming up. Um, so we want to make sure we focus on this next week. How can we get better? Um, to go out there and execute and try to find a way to win uh, against a great football team at, at their at their home. I mean, he's, just, he's a great player. So anytime you add a great player like that, a Hall of Fame player, um, you have to account for him on every single play. So uh, I thought our offensive line did a pretty good job for the most part. They had the one at the end of the game where I held the ball too long and he sacked me, but he had the one spin move. I mean, that's like the patented Von Miller spin that he's going to bring out at least once or twice a game that he's kind of mastered that, I mean, it happens. But at the end of the day, how, how do we respond? I thought the guys responded well. Juju, you had that 42-yard touchdown game, kind of spun around. Can you just talk about that play and just how it kind of played out? Yeah, so um, but, but that play, um, obviously, um, I had an under route, so they were clearing it out. And I knew that um, the middle linebacker was going to get out, so I knew I had the middle field to work. And obviously, you know, I've been here you know, for quite some time now, you know, working with Pat. I know play never never ends, basically. Um, running across the field, uh, Pat sees me wide open, throws me the ball. And, you know, me just being a physical player I am, uh, just spun out of it and took it to the house. Did it feel like a playoff game today, playoff atmosphere between these two teams? I, feel, I mean, playing here, I feel like it's, it's a playoff atmosphere every game, um, you know, with the fan base and how crazy it is. But... Yeah, you're talking about a great opponent, a great opponent like the Bills. Um, you know, I played them when I was in Pittsburgh, and you know, playing here, it's the rivalry. It's 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 a crazy atmosphere. Um, so, and I hope to see him again soon. Andy and Patrick both complimented your growth in, in the offense for six weeks. How do you feel that that has been going for you? I think I, I mean honestly, I feel like I've been building that chemistry with him. You know, I've seen that him, him and Chad and how they work, and uh, every single day. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying to get to that point where. You know, I mean, we're all trying to get to that point where the ball is being thrown in the air and, and he trusts us. So, um, yeah. Patrick has always said from the start of the season, as soon as you get to see 
uh, I felt amazing. Um, it's you know, it's it's a great feeling. You know, you know, running to that end zone and uh, this uniform and this atmosphere and uh, you know, scoring touchdowns here is what I came to do. Um, honestly, it's just time. You know, um, like I said, this is only our sixth game in, and, you know, as time goes on, you know, we just build that chemistry and we just keep moving forward. Uh, and I, I've noticed that, you know, coming into week one and then week two and then, you know, now we're going to week seven, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we're getting there. You talked about building that trust. On the touchdown pass, there were three, the Bills had three guys kind of in the area there. Do you think that's a pass he would have thrown to you earlier in the season? Um, I mean, I feel like it's a pass he'll throw to anybody, you know, uh, in that position uh, early in the season. You know, um, there's not a lot of guys that I play with who can make that throw, and uh, he did. And you know, he trusted me to to catch the ball and go upfield and score a touchdown, and it was pretty cool. All right, thank you. Nick, what did you? You told me you Oh yeah, you don't know, like, uh, especially in games with this magnitude. That's uh, probably the closest thing you can get to a playoff atmosphere. On uh, a regular season, so uh, I'm really proud of the young guys. Uh, young guys stepping up uh, when a number was called, going out there, and executing the game plan, playing fast and playing confident, uh, getting us a chance at the end to win the football game. Uh, and that's kind of what it's all about. You guys do this kind of game, but why was today you know, a, a reminder why Josh Allen sent us? Oh yeah, he run the ball on the ground. I was put it in the air. Um, again, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's like a DN uh, playing quarterback in open space, and so uh, it's kind of a hard guy to tackle. Uh, the way they use him, I uh, give him in a Different ways, kind of get the numbers of the quarterback run game. Uh, and so it's kind of harder for us to uh, kind of scheme for that type of stuff. But, uh, again, give them credit. Uh, they came out with a great game plan, executed on, and they make plays down the stretch. Uh, we got to get better, uh, but I'm proud of where we're at. You mentioned the young guys. Uh, tough task today for Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson against Jigs and Gabe What are you doing as, as the green guy and as the leader that he I just tell them, um, just go out there and play like you did in training camp. Uh, again, those guys on top of the ball, I give them all the respect, but we also got uh, those type of college players on our offense as well. Uh, we do that day in and day out in training camp, and uh, we push each other every single day to get better. And so, again, I tell them to play within themselves, and I play confident. I uh, just play with the little swagger that they got, and they've slowly been growing, uh, getting better every single day with. And so, uh, I know that those guys are going to come in, and they're going to do what they're supposed to do. It's just a stepping stone for us, and we're going to keep building them to build, uh, get a little bit better. I just got to make plays down the stretch. Uh, I feel like Coach Bash put us in great positions. Um, we just got to make plays. Got to tackle. Um, we got him on the field. We had him on third and short, and I got a QB sneak, I believe, for a first down. And uh, I kind of just kept the drive going. We just got to find a way to get stops down the stretch. And Nick, in a game like this, as you mentioned, a lot of young guys in a mm. playoff atmosphere almost. How much chemistry in a game like this is built with the young guys now that they have to step up in a, in a big game like this? Oh yeah, uh, us as vets, uh, it's my second year, but us as vets, um, we kind of already believe in those guys. It's like this game gave them more confidence. Uh, that's kind of what it's about. Uh, it was, I believe what it's game six, yeah, six. Uh, so we got a long way to go. Um, so just them building confidence and them keep going and, um, and keep believing in themselves is going to be huge for us down the stretch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, we're from Bolivia Republic. We're going to see those guys again. Um, but for us, uh, for me personally, that's about next week. Uh, we've got to uh, got to come come out next week, uh, different offense, different philosophy. Uh, we've got to stop the run, and uh, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to next week. I'm not looking too far ahead. I'm just going to take this week by week. How much more Uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the same as we go uh, game plan every single week. Uh, again, I give that guy a bunch of respect. Um, he's a great quarterback. I was one of the top quarterbacks in this league uh, for a reason. Uh, again, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Good. All right. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you. you.